to the school of the spirit don't you know in his hands is the key to eternal life a little here a little there until the day is gone he's at work in me in obedience to Christ Jesus is working everything in me in obedience to Christ. He's bringing everything in me in obedience to Christ. Jesus alone can change everything in me, everything in you. He can renew everything in me and in you in obedience to Christ. Swallow your pride tonight. Come to the school of the Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Father. We worship you. We celebrate you, Father. Jesus is at work in us. The only one who can help us leave the crucified life. Thank you, Father, for another time in your presence. Oh, he's changing everything in obedience to Christ. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Jesus is renewing everything in me in obedience to Christ. My spirit is obedient to Christ. Yes, the spirit of the living God. Is the Holy Ghost thus Libra Kado Shibra? In obedience to Christ, is walking everything in obedience to Christ. He's the Holy Ghost. The spirit of the living God. Kabushata. He's the Holy Ghost. The scepter of the King of Kings. 
He's the Holy Ghost, the seal of the age to come. He's bringing everything in obedience to Christ. He's changing everything in obedience to Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's uprooting everything not of Christ in me. <laughs> He's changing everything in me. He's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Living God. Thank you, Father. He's the Holy Ghost, the scepter of the King of Kings. He's the Holy Ghost. The seal of the age to come is working everything. Tonight I want to encourage you to open up your spirit to God. He's the only one who can work everything in and around you in obedience to Christ. He's renewing everything in obedience to Christ. Mando Shabbata Kuzabata. Librada Subiatalaba. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Zibrahan Kushkatari Vrada Babo Shabbat. Badi Bado Shatalabo Taya. He's the Holy Ghost. The seal of the age to come is changing everything in obedience to Christ. Father, we want to thank you for tonight. Another privilege to learn at your feet. Another privilege to be blessed of you. Another privilege indeed to hear from the throne of grace. Sweet Holy Spirit, I ask that tonight you would speak to me. Send us your word and let your word do us good. Lord, tonight as we once again look at the topic, the crucified life in Christ. Speak to us, O God. And we ask that from today you will release grace and strength, you will release mercy, you will release help to enable us to indeed live the life that you have designed for us. Help us tonight and speak to us in clear terms. Be glorified, most Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we'll pray. Alright, praise the Lord. I want to greet everyone. Good evening, brethren. And it's a privilege to be on this platform tonight. I want to celebrate the set man of the potter, the lead facilitator, um, Bro Victor, and every member of his team. The Lord bless you. His grace shall continually be sufficient for you and give you direction for every phase of ministry, for every phase of this assignment in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the grace of God, we'll be discussing the topic, the crucified life in Christ. Oh, Subriha Kadosha. Help us tonight, Holy Spirit. Help us tonight. Change everything in us. 
Renew everything in us. Transform everything in us in obedience to Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. We'll go straight to our teaching this evening. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight we we have a vocal. The, the scripture for tonight, it says Galatians chapter 2. And uh, we'll be reading verse 20. Praise the Lord. I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay, permit me once again to read from verse 19 all the way to verse 21 of this scripture, Galatians chapter 2. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Praise the Lord. Okay, it, it's it's going through the series that um, we've um, been going through this month, the crucified life in Christ. It's been a wonderful time going through the past teachings. Um, but tonight I want us to look at this topic critically the crucified life in Christ first of all what does it mean to be crucified what does it mean to be crucified you know in my little meditation I, I realized four wonderful meanings of what it means to be crucified number one is the one that we all know very popular meaning to put to death to put to death it means to be crucified, to kill. The second meaning says to destroy the power of negativity. To destroy the power of a negative habit. To destroy the power of a dangerous habit. Number three says to mortify. And now going further to look at the definition of mortify, mortify says to subdue. To subdue the needs and the desires of the flesh by self-denial and self-discipline. Praise the Lord. Amen. And number four says living a life of worship. And total surrender to Christ to crucify. Living a life of worship and total surrendering. So this evening we're going to be looking at this scripture critically. And I trust the Holy Spirit to help us in the name of Jesus. To cru crucified means to put to death, to mortify, to destroy the power of an habit to destroy the power of something in us 
that does not glorify God that the Holy Spirit wants to take out of our lives. And number four, it says living a life of worship and total surrender to Christ. So tonight, I, I, I would be, like I said earlier, I'm going to be taking this topic in a different dimension. And it's going to be saying, how do I live this crucified life? How? How do I live the crucified life as a child of God? How do I live this crucified life? Yes, I had given my life to Christ. Yes, I had surrendered all. Yes, I studied my scriptures. Yes, I pray. I even take a step further. I evangelize. But I realize that I have not been living the life I ought to live. Oh, I'm in church on Sunday. I'm in prayer meeting on Wednesday. I'm in church on Tuesday. I'm worshiping. I'm active in my unit. I'm active in my department. But living the life that God wants me to live has been a difficult one. Living the life that God wants me to live has been a very Herculean task. Dearly beloved, you are not alone in this. Living that crucified life. But may I announce to you that by strength shall no man prevail, dearly beloved. Not of he that will it, not of he that run it, but of God that showeth mercy. So tonight we're going to be discussing and saying, how then do I live this crucified life? Yes, I want to live the life that God wants me to. Oh, I want to live the life that heaven has prepared, has designed for me. The truth about it is, for you to indeed live the life that heaven has designed for you and I, then we need to go back to the architect. We need to run to the architect and tell him, yes, the rules I have studied in scriptures. Oh, I know scriptures. But I find it difficult to live scriptures. May I be frank with you, brother, you don't know scriptures. So for us to indeed live this life that you and I have been called to as a child of God, the critical thing is that we must necessarily return. We must consciously return to the architect of the life. Is the crucified life in Christ? Oh, is the crucified life in Christ? You know, looking at last week's teaching, he says, even the call that God has called us to is not just about living the life of sin or living the life of negativity for positivity or living the life of sin alone. No, it is even dropping some good habits that heaven does not permit you and I for that season. It's even having to say no to those good habits in inverted commas, open and closed. But because we want to live the life of God, the architect himself must detect the tenets. The architect himself must detect clearly. 
And for you and I to live it successfully, then we must go to the architect. And who's the architect of this life? Is Jesus himself. Oh, like I always share to the brethren, you remember when Jesus was going to wash the feet of his disciples? When Jesus was going to wash the feet of his disciples, Peter showed up and said, Master, let me do it for you. No. He said, no, it is my assignment. And at that point, for him to clearly wash the feet of his disciples, scripture says that he had to remove his cloak. Mm. Mm. He had to remove his cloak. And then he removed it, stooped low, for him to be able to do what? To wash the feet of his disciples. At that point, that cloak was a necessary one. If he was wrong, Jesus himself wouldn't have put it on. But for the assignment of washing of the feet of his disciples to be done effectively and efficiently, he necessarily had to remove that cloak. He necessarily had to remove that big garment that he wore. I sense the Holy Spirit tonight saying to you, my brother and my sister, there's a garment you're wearing. Oh, there's a particular garment you're wearing, my sister. Ah, you need to drop that garment to relieve the crucified life. Oh, you need to drop that garment tonight to live the crucified life. You know, in John chapter 13, because of time, I won't be reading the entire scripture. But looking at verse 3, it says, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he raised up from summer and laid aside his garments and took a towel and gathered himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was guarded. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit, help us tonight. Oh, Jesus knew that the Father had given all things into his hands. He has called you for an assignment. Oh, dearly beloved, the Master had called you for a particular assignment. But there's a habit. Oh, there is that, permit me to say, good habit of yours. That my servers and hindrance to you having to carry out this assignment effectively. The truth about it is that you could wash the feet even with that cloak on, but it won't be done properly. You could wash the feet. Oh, even with that old grace that you carry. But it's not according to the tenets of the Father. And the scripture says, He knew that God has committed all things into His hands and that He was from God. John chapter 13 verse 3, And went to God. He, was, he, he had a clear understanding of who He was. But much more, He had a clear understanding of the assignment that He had for that period. 
And what was that assignment? He rises up from summer and laid aside his garments and took a towel and guided himself. He rises up from summer, verse 4, and laid aside his garment and took a towel and guided himself. That's the cross of the matter we're going to be discussing tonight. He rised up from summer and laid aside his garment and took a towel and guided himself. This is Jesus, not one of the disciples, but Jesus. Oh, Father, help us. He wore the garment, remember? But scripture said, for that assignment to be fulfilled, for him to live that crucified life at that moment, he had to lay aside that garment, put on a towel, stooped low, put water into a bowl, Jesus, the Savior of the world, and then went ahead and did what? And began to wash the feet of his disciples. He did not stop there. The same towel that he used to guard himself was the same towel he was using to clean the feet of the disciples after washing them. Oh, Paul speaking to the God church in Galatia. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Colon. Nevertheless, I live. What kind of life then have we been called unto? Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren. Now remember, to live the life of Christ, you cannot live it as an unbeliever. Oh, to live the crucified life, you cannot live it as an unbeliever. You must necessarily first crucify and surrender your totality to Christ. Paul speaking to the Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, he was talking to the beloved of Christ. He was talking to people who have committed themselves to the things of Christ. But he says much more by the message of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Nobody goes to the altar and returns the same way. Nobody goes to the cross genuinely and goes the same way. Paul is saying to us, and he's saying to we, the beloved brethren, you need to necessarily, personally, consciously, intentionally take yourself to the altar of sacrifice. He says, present your bodies. Present it yourself. It's a conscious effort. It's a personal decision. But remember, dear beloved, by strength shall no man prevail. Many have got to the altar, but they have not laid on the altar. Mm. Many got to the altar, laid on the altar, but rode off before the crucifixion took place. Kabosh. Many have gotten to the altar of sacrifice. But ran away when they saw what it necessitated them to indeed be crucified in Christ. He says, I beseech you, brethren, go present yourselves on the altar of sacrifice. Choose 
at this point, the person who is doing the crucifixion or who is going to do the slaughtering is Jesus himself. But you have to personally lay yourself on the altar. And it says that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That was why Paul was able to say in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, I am crucified. Nevertheless, I live. I have crucified it. But you know one thing I have realized in this walk with God? That he that chooses to die with Christ is actually living. He that chooses to say, I am dying with Christ, is actually saying, I am living. A life of Christ. So he says, bring yourself. Bring that habit that he says you should live. You can only leave that habit when you lay it on the altar of sacrifice and ask him by himself to help you leave that habit of yours. To help you leave that sinful or like we discussed last week, that good habit of yours. He says, living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, not according to man's dictates, not according to the information of men, not according to your pastor, not according to what you feel like, but acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this word, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That he may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's time I have the opportunity to share the scripture. I get to ask myself Is it not enough to be good? Is it not enough for it to be acceptable? But scripture is saying no. It's not enough for it to be good. It's not enough for it to be acceptable. It's not even enough for it to be perfect. Much more, it has to be the will of God. My brother, the service you're rendering in the kingdom, is it according to the will of God for your life? Oh, my beautiful sister that sings in the choir, that stands in the ushering department from day night, Standing all through the service. Are you doing it according to the will of God? How then do I live this life? How? You see, I, I want to read Galatians chapter 2. Verse 20, 19 and 20. In the message translation. He says, what actually took place, Paul speaking, I tried keeping rules and walking my head off to please God, and it didn't work. Brother, you have tried enough. Sister, you have tried enough. Oh, you are early to church. You clean the chairs, you run in sanitation, you're washing the toilets, the meanest of all. But you have done it off your head. 
to please God. So I quit being a law man so that I could be a God man. Now the Holy Spirit is saying for you and I to live this life. All he wants for you and I is to surrender totally to him. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. Live the life of the Holy Spirit. That is how you can successfully live a crucified life in Christ. Oh, that is why he wakes you up in the middle of the night and says, My son, take out time to pray. And in your praying, he tells you how to live your life that day. He tells you to be still. He tells you to be quiet. He tells you to sit. And then you are obedient. You receive strength. He says, Christ's life showed me how and enabled me to do it, to live the God-man life. It is only in Christ, surrendering to Him, going to God, learning at His feet. Oh, Paul speaking through the book of Timothy, he says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Living the crucified lives means you and high. Yielding to the Holy Spirit, surrendering to Him and taking out time to study scriptures for ourselves by ourselves. Paul continued the message translation of Galatians chapter 2, verse 19 to 21. I identified myself completely with Him, not partially. Paul said, I identified myself completely with Christ. Oh, not in the morning you're out, in the afternoon you're back in. He says completely. You surrender your intellect, you surrender your finance, you surrender your capacity, you surrender what you carry. He says everything. Everything. Identified myself completely with you. Brethren, for you to indeed live this crucified life, for you to be able to subdue the flesh, for you to be able to subdue that habit, for you to be able to subdue that good deeds of yours that heaven does not require for this. And may I announce to you that the crucified life is a daily affair. Oh, the, the crucified life is a daily affair. He says, Paul speaking, he says, I die daily. I am at Calvary every day. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It's no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Number three. Number one, remember I have told you to live the life of Christ is to identify completely with him. Number two, is to do what? Is to come to God holy. And number three, 
Please do not live a life to impress men or even to impress God. <laughs> if Jesus wanted to impress God in washing the feet of his disciples, you know what he would have done? He would have looked for the best of towel, look for the best of buckets, and look for the purified water. But no. All that was required, somebody said, oh, was for him to lay aside his garments. Paul, concluding verse 21, says, I am not going back on that. Is it not clear to you that to go back to that old rule-keeping, peer-pleasing religion would be an abandonment of everything personal and free in my relationship with God? You see, in summary, dearly beloved, to live this crucified life, Number one, having surrendered totally to Christ, to identify with Him, completely with Him, and then you allow the Holy Spirit to take charge. You know, living to identify Christ means when He says sit down, you sit down. When He says stand, you stand. And when He says shut up, you shut up. When He says speak, you speak. And when He says do not speak, you don't speak. You have struggled. Yes, you have tried to live a life without fornication. You don't steal. Mm, yes. You are living by the books. But much more. To indeed live this crucified life. Is to have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 12, like I read before now, says, Do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed. Be transformed. Be transformed. How then can I be transformed? Oh, Daniel. Daniel chapter 3. The book of Daniel chapter 11, sorry. I'm going to be reading Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Very popular scripture that we know. The B part of that scripture says, but the people that do know their God, the transforming process is knowledge acquiring process. It's having a relationship and knowing God for yourself, by yourself, learning God. You know, for you to live the life of the Spirit in the place of knowledge, first of all, you need to unlearn what you have learned that is wrong. You need to learn the right thing and then you need to keep relearning. Now hear me well. You need to unlearn what is wrong, learn the right thing and keep relearning. When you do this continually as a child of God, 
with the help of the Holy Spirit in the place of the Spirit. Come on. He says, They that know their God shall be strong. So, before exploits are done, there is a being. There is a transforming process. And the transforming process can only take place when there is an unlearning, learning and relearning process. That is the place of knowledge. That is the place of having to say what I think is right is not right. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate teacher. You learn what is right and you keep relearning, keep going deeper in the things of the Spirit. Then you cannot live the life of Jesus Christ. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. Now, reading Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 in the message translation says, So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Very easy to read scriptures. He says, take your every day. Take your every day. Take your ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. So you must ask yourself, The way you are living your life, if placed on the altar, will it be acceptable? And the only person who can prepare the sacrifice in an acceptable matter is the master himself. So can we go to God every day of our life, consciously living with an understanding that we are going as an offering? Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from inside out. For you and I to successfully live this crucified life, like Paul said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Allow the Holy Spirit to do a change of work from the inside out. Allow Him to do the work. Run to the Holy Spirit. And then He will cause a total transformation in you. It's only the Holy Spirit that can help you subdue that habit. It's only the Holy Spirit that can help you subdue fornication, masturbation. It's only the Holy Spirit that can help you subdue sleeping when you ought to be praying. It's only the Holy Spirit that can help you subdue eating when you ought to deny yourself and be in the presence, interceding in accordance to the dictates of the Holy Spirit. It's only God that can help you. So tonight I invite you to the school of the Spirit. I invite you. You know Paul, Devon singing. Says how can you walk when you don't know the way of the wind? How can you run when you don't know the way of the Spirit? 
How can you fly when you don't know the way of the wind? But when you bring everything to Christ, with the help of the Holy Spirit, He brings everything in you in obedience to Christ. So swallow your pride tonight. Yes, I know you're filled with the Holy Ghost. I know you speak in tongues. I know when you sing in the choir, the presence of God comes down. I know you're heavily blessed. I know you're endowed with grace. But tonight, swallow your pride and come to the school of the Holy Spirit. In His hands is the key to eternal life. He'll be able to prune you and be able to remove that which does not glorify Him in you. And He'll be able to do the work as He does it. He's the potter. He alone can mold you and I to specification. So come to Him tonight. My brother, not just a salvation call, but a call to say, Lord, take me from the showroom and take me back to the quarry and do a work in my life. Tonight, I invite you once more to swallow your pride and let the Holy Spirit do the work in you. You want to join me tonight and say, Holy Spirit, would you please take me back to the workshop? Break me. Melt me. And mold me to your own specification. But much more, Lord, reveal to me that which I need to be crucified. Reveal much more to me that which needs to be crucified. And I might live the life according to your details. Sweet Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for how far you have helped us tonight. I pray that you will please take our lives as clay in the potter's hands and do as you will. And help us live the life in accordance to your dictates. Pleasing heaven alone and not pleasing man. Impressing God alone. Living a life of total surrender. Having a beautiful relationship with you. And learn, on learning, learning and relearning your dictates. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.